0: welcome to highly sensitive happily married the podcast that teaches you to not only have an easier marriage as a sensitive woman but to have one that feels more amazing by the day where you'll hear relatable stories love advice that works and coaching on how to have a marriage where feeling upset and disconnected is a thing of the past and where instead a sense of loving connection and even fun and lightness is the norm I'm Hannah Brooks, highly sensitive person, love expert, and marriage coach, and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Hello and welcome, my friends, to episode 141, where we are going to dive into one of the most fundamental, essential pieces of being able to make real change in your marriage. And it's so fundamental that I'm sort of surprised I haven't spoken directly about today's topic the way I'm going to speak about it today in the past. So buckle your seatbelt, maybe even get ready, prepared to take some notes and get excited. But before we dive in, I wanted to share some exciting and mutually beneficial news. I love mutually beneficial things, don't you? I think that that's one of the joys of, of doing this work that I do is I help the world have more mutual beneficialness. And uh, I wanted to share one of them for that is very relevant to you right now, which is, drumroll, the highly sensitive podcast map, which is a gift that you will get for free when you become a supporter of this podcast. As you could probably imagine, I love doing this podcast and a lot of energy and time and even money goes into creating each and every one of these episodes for you. Now, I know some of you are really grateful you for this podcast. You love it. You listen to it regularly and it's really made a difference in your life. And if you feel moved to, it would mean the world to me if you felt like contributing to supporting the podcast for as little as a few dollars. So I've created a a page where you can go to decide how much you want to contribute. It can be a couple dollars or up to as much as you'd like to, or you can become a regular monthly sustainer by making a small contribution each month. Out of our very deep appreciation, when you choose any of these options, you're going to get access to the Highly Sensitive Happily Married map, which I think of as a trail guide to help you make the most of the podcast and find answers to your relationship questions so you can have a better marriage as a highly sensitive person. There are obviously a lot of episodes of this podcast at this point And so I want to to create something for you so you could really pick and choose which episodes to listen to to help with challenges or goals in your marriage that you have. It'll really help you sort through all of them and find the episodes that are most relevant right now for you. And it's not just a great guide. It's also really fun and beautifully done because Emily, my graphic artist, illustrated it, making it even more user-friendly because it's so visual. And you'll get your very own copy as soon as you become a podcast supporter. To make a contribution, head over to lifeisworthloving.com slash support the podcast or find the direct link in the show notes. And thank you so, so much. It means the world and truly makes a difference. All right, so let's get to this one of the most fundamental, essential pieces of being able to make real change in your marriage, yeah? Which is being able to make a, what I call, 180 degree pivot from the tempting, all too easy to fall into trap of focusing on all the wrongdoings of our significant other. Or just on all that is going on over there in your, your partner's realm, to, right, pivoting to bringing our full loving attention to what is happening right here inside of us, inside of ourself. Now, the truth is that blaming others really is easier or feels easier in the moment than facing our hurts, our fears, our losses, even our desires sometimes, but doing the opposite, bringing our attention to to our inner world, that is the only way to real healing and the ability to access the power of our hearts where we can drive and lead real change. Like that's the place that we have power. So without the willingness or the ability to do this, to come back to here, to you, and what's in your power, you're simply Not going to be able to create real positive changes that last in your marriage. I do, of course, offer lots of help and guidance around this in most of the episodes. Like my whole one of my the main underlying principles of this work that I teach you and share with you and guide you to be able to do is about returning to your power by making this pivot. But today I want to dive into one very specific trick to being able to do so, which is all about staying in what one of my earlier teachers, Byron Katie, you have likely heard of her, what she calls staying in your own business. She actually says, one of her quotes is, there are three types of business in the universe. Yours, mine, mine. And gods, or realities, or the universes. She uses realities sometimes in place of God, or I use universe, so whatever whatever uh, term suits you or aligns with your beliefs about that. Another way of putting that is like what, what your partner can control, what you can control, and of course what is beyond your control and is in the, uh, the hands of something beyond and something larger than either of you. So those are three types of the three types of business, right? But guess what happens so often in intimate relationships? We fall out of our own business and into others' business. And I really think it's actually way more the norm in committed relationships than in just other relationships because in a way, we can kind of start to blend with our partner in our minds. Instead of him and you as separate selves, there's oftentimes a sense of like becoming a we. And I know so many of you know what I mean. But of course, the sense of we, this is just one way of experiencing things, of seeing things, right? That you and he are a we now that you are committed to each other. And it is a way of seeing things that can actually cause a lot of harm in relationships, And a lot of pain if it's taken too far. I do think there are places where it's appropriate, but it can so easily be taken too far or in the wrong directions, be used in a harmful way in relationships. So today I want to invite you to try on this idea that there are only these three types of business and there is no our business, as Katie says. Now, some of you listening are in the process or have in the past done the stop taking it so personally course. And in there, I talk about how there's just your side of the court and your partner's side of the court, right? Thinking about those sides as, as a ball court, like tennis or something. And your job is going to be staying on your own side of the court, just like in tennis, right? Your court is your domain. And even when your partner hurls a ball or hits a ball to your side of the court and they hit it hard or they hit it ugly, (laughs) it's your job to handle your side of the court and not to be over there on their side of the court trying to fix the way he's doing it or stop him from hitting that ball, right? So your court is where your power is, not his court, not his side of the court, right? And staying laser focused on how you feel and what you want and on your own actions, your own responses and your ways of showing up with him, with your partner, is where your power is, not on what your partner is thinking and saying and doing. And that's where so many of us have a hard time. And to be clear, I wanna make sure right up front that I'm not saying you can't ask for things like how you want to be treated. Of course you can, and you should ask for what you want. You know, describe and ask for how you want to be treated, etc. Like, I believe that that is actually minding your own business, saying, I want this, or I don't want this. That is a stain on your side of the court. So let's actually clarify that a little bit. What is your side of the court or your business? And what is actually your partner's business? So your partner's business will be what he wears, the choices he makes, the thoughts he has, the beliefs he has, the values he has, his feelings, his wants, what he eats, his responsibilities, his words his actions, his way of relating to other people and to you, and more, right? Those are good examples. Your business is your decisions, your thoughts, your feelings, your wants, your needs, what you wear, what you eat, your responsibilities, your words, your actions, your way of relating to others and to him. So if you keep these straight, your relationship is going to be pretty fabulous. And if you mix them up, it is a recipe for lots of struggle and pain. But of course, it's all too easy to not stay in our own business, to mix these up, to get over there on our partner's side of the court, especially in intimate relationships. And I want to, like invite a lot of self-compassion around this, if you're like, oh, I definitely stay in his business and I'm not always in mine as well as I could be, um, I just want to offer that it's maybe even harder for us as amazing, highly sensitive women because we're so conscientious and we care so much about other people, about um, well-being, and we tend to be very relationship focused. And we can have a tendency to get in our partner's business often because of this. To get upset that they are upset. To try to stop them from being upset. To overcare about our partner or other people we care about to the point of exhaustion, right? To like the point of like not caring about ourselves enough, right? I talked about that with overcare. There's an episode all about that. Or to think we know how they should behave, how they should deal with their feelings or how they should respond to us, to tell them how they should be, right? This can be a tendency of highly sensitive people to try to control them in subtle ways or bigger ways. And I want to pause and offer that control isn't um, doesn't have to be blatant or super obvious or like a terrible thing or something to be ashamed about. Uh, But it is a useful word to explain what happens when we get in other people's business. Um, You know, I think as sensitive people, we can also try to bend to their wishes, like meld to what our partner wants from us or other people want from us and ignore our own because we're so concerned about their approval. We're so concerned with what they think of us. For example, if you worry about your weight or like you're concerned about your body image and it was because, of course, about how you looked or feel like you don't look good enough, like that's often tied to being in other people's business, being in their thoughts and opinions about you. Now, I 100% know about getting in my husband's business, so again, if it's happening for you, it's not wrong. It's just something you want to learn how to change. You want to stop doing as much as possible. Because as you might guess from my kind of examples I just shared, what most often happens from those is that there in our relationships, there becomes a loss of respect, a power struggle, uh, painful feelings of hurt and judgment of each other, um, and yeah, a sense of disrespect that can move in. In fact, so much of the pain and conflict in relationships comes from getting in other people's business or simply not enough staying in your own business or on your side of the court. Enough, right? So I want to drill down just a little tiny bit more in what what it looks like some other ways it can show up so you can know whether you're doing it or not. And this is not an exhaustive list by any means, but... Again, it can look like micromanaging or or subtle control. Like obvious examples would be like dressing him or telling him how to dress, right? Or maybe like subtly criticizing his his shirt because you'd like him to go change it. (laughs) Or telling him how to speak to the kids or worrying about his moods, how much he's eating Uh, or even trying to make sure he isn't upset or disappointed or depressed. Like one of my clients, and actually this is for many of my clients, I'm just thinking specifically of one at the moment. Uh she used to find herself whenever her partner was in a mood, which was somewhat often simply because of his personality. She would find herself trying hard to get him to open up or to engage with her, to get happier again quickly. Right? So that's getting in his business. It can also look like comparing how he is to how your friend's partners are and focusing on what he isn't doing for you or telling him which way he should take to get home. That's one of the places that I have tended to get in my husband's business. Like, why are you going this way? Like the other way is quicker. Can we just go the other way? But getting in other people's business or or getting out of your court and onto his side of the court can show up also when we're taking things personally or feeling any hard emotions towards our partner or like because, quote unquote, because of him, right? And seeing him as the source of our emotions, that's really a sign of being in his business and not being in your own. And I, as ironic as it might sound, the very human habit of being in other people's business is why it's so easy to take things personally. Because when this tendency of being in others' business is combined with the tendency of our lizard brain, which is to focus on flaws and lacks and what's missing and perceive others or a partner as if through negatively distorted glasses, always seeing the worst and missing the good, right? When those two tendencies of our human brain, the lizard that I just described, and this tendency to get in other people's business, are combined, what happens is we end up being over there in our partner's business, imagining the worst. If you listen to my recent episode on care distortion, That's what I was doing in my example that I shared. This is my own story with that, right? We get over there in our partner's world, imagining he's thinking these certain things about us or imagining he's feeling a a bad way about us. He doesn't care about me, right? And that is the essence of taking things personally. So being in our partner's business is a really useless place to be. It's futile to be over there, as Byron Katie says. If you are living your life and I am mentally living your life, who is here living mine? We're both over there. And I think that's interesting, right? Like we, when we're in our partner's side of the court, we are living their life, right? We're trying to live their life. We're imagining we were living their life. We're reading into their actions and ways of being as if we know them. But we're usually doing that from a kind of negative lens, negative interpretations place, right? So what happens when we're doing that is there's no one here, right? When you're both over there in his realm, there's no one here at home in you. There's no one here taking care of you, attending to your heart and feeding your soul. You're left without yourself which is your primary bringer of all things good. You, yourself. And here's the thing. It can take a fair amount of loving care and self-support to thrive as an HSP. And if we're always busy and preoccupied by what's going over there in our husband's mind or what he's doing or by what he isn't doing or how much he's carrying or how much he seems to not be carrying, we're spending a lot of energy where we have no power. Energy that could be way better spent taking beautiful, sensitive, powerful care of yourself by tending to your own emotions and guiding your own mind and caretaking your nervous system and doing things you enjoy. And the cool thing is that when you do these things well... You're going to have such an easier time feeling happy in your marriage. You're going to have less of an impulse to get over there in his business because you're already going to be full and fulfilled. You're going to be feeling cared for and well. And as you do this and you see how well that works for you and how good it helps you feel, you start to realize that only he can do that for himself also, right? When you're no longer up in his business all the time, you're giving him back the reins to his own life. And this is like returning his freedom to him. And we all love freedom, right? And letting him be himself. And he's going to feel much more relaxed and respected in your presence when you do that. And when he feels those things, he'll finally feel free to be his best self again. Perhaps that guy you originally fell in love with, but maybe haven't seen in a while. And when you tend to your own side of the court and let him tend to his own, there's also going to be a lot less pressure on him to provide your wellness for you. So you're going to get to do a whole lot more enjoying of each other other which in my opinion is what marriage is all about not expecting the other person to meet all your needs and fulfill you at every turn but learning how to do that within yourself so that you can truly and deeply enjoy this other person that you love that's the ultimate thing to be so well in each of our own selves that we can just come together in joy and connection and love and not expectation or demand or pressure to fulfill ourselves because of the, from the other one right so when you're in your own business it also frees you up to no longer worry about his stuff his side of the court as much how well he's behaving towards you how unskillful he's being and instead to focus on how you want to respond how you want to steer things It will give you energy back to set the boundaries you decided you want to set or to consider how you want to relate to his actions. It really frees you up to be your best because you're no longer expending energy somewhere it has no power. So this is why I love this concept and the living of it. And it's why it's such a guiding principle for making things good in your relationship. The only place you have power is here in your own business. And when you understand the three kinds of business enough to mostly stay out of your partner's business, it frees you up to stay in yours, which is the only business you can control, right? So let's talk about what is a practical way to come back to your own business to come back to your own side of the court and stay there although there is of course more to completely freeing yourself from being in your partner's business one great simple way to do it is whenever you think of it or especially If you're having some like off emotions or you find yourself reacting or behaving in a way that gets kind of met with defensiveness or reactivity, or you feel you're complaining or being a bit rigid or controlling, or actually you can just start doing this at regular intervals throughout your day, no matter what you're feeling or what's going on. Such a good habit to get into. I want you to ask yourself, whose business am I in. And if you answer mine, that's great. Now you can just attend to that business well. And if you answer his or hers or your partner's, what you know is that you are out of your business and out of your place of power. And this can also be true if you answer the universe's or God's business. So before we move on to the second and sort of bonus third step, I want you to do a bit of practice by doing a little, whose business is it exercise with me? So again, remember, there's three types of business, yours, other people's, and God's, or the universe's, right? And again, that's anything that is out of your control or anyone else's control, that's the universe's business. So I'm going to ask you, whose business is a certain thing. I'm gonna do a little list of them and you can answer in your head or actually write down your answer. But I am planning to go sort of quickly um, through with the majority of them. So you can come back or pause after I've done this list or as I do this list and answer them. All right, so the first question is whose business is it if you're feeling happy or sad? And I'm going to answer this one for you. Your business. Whose business is it if your partner is feeling happy or sad? Your partner's business. And whose business is the weather? This is the universe or God's business. Okay, now I'm going to go through them and you're going to answer on your own without my help. Whose business is rush hour traffic? Whose business is... Your mother's depression. Your brother's vegetarianism. What you had for dinner. Whose business is it when your husband does his portion of the chores? Whose business is your spouse's anger? Whose business is your body? Whose business is your spouse's interaction with his boss? What about his way of talking to telemarketers? Whose business is it when he goes to bed? Whose business is your height? Whose business is it how he responds to your requests? Whose business is it how you feel when your partner is not as empathetic as you wanted? I'm not going to give you the answers. I'm going to let you try them out. They're pretty obvious. There may be one or two tricky questions, but I bet you got it. Now, you may have noticed a few moments ago, I said, when you understand the three kinds of business enough to mostly stay out of others' business, it frees you up to stay in the only business that you can control, which is your own. I said, Enough to mostly stay out of his business, because I personally think it's not always as black and white as Byron Katie makes it sound, or even as we just did in this exercise. Byron Katie, as a reminder, actually says there is no our business, and I guess I'm not always that black and white of a girl. I do think there are some areas that that are gray areas, like, for example, some aspects of raising children together. But I have found that this division, the separating out of our business and their business is a very, very, very helpful concept to lean into and to explore and actively explore. That means live out in depth, like to commit to doing your best with, even if you allow yourself some shades of gray at times, occasionally. Like I still get into my husband's business sometimes and we have an amazing, wonderful relationship, right? You don't have to be perfect at it. But it really helps so much to anchor yourself in where you do have the most sway, which is your business. Because staying primarily on your side of the court is a big part of no longer feeling hurt by other people's actions, uh, no longer taking things personally, of disentangling from that sticky web of, of we, of us, them, me, him. So if you're having... Power struggles or pain or a sense of disrespect between you and your spouse, then you really need to stay in your side of the court as much as possible for a good long while until you've felt the respect between you feeling solid again for a good while before you go anywhere near your partner's business again. So in other words, I highly suggest you take this seriously for a good period of time. And it is important to understand that when we disentangle ourselves from other people's business, it doesn't mean we stop caring or we just tolerate bad stuff. Instead, it actually helps us decide from a clearer place, a place of more power, how we wanna approach things, like what we want to do, if we need or want to do anything at all. And It helps us attend to ourselves, like I said earlier, in the ways that allow us to most successfully address anything we decide we want to address in the relationship and let our spouse address things the way they want to, which helps signal respect of your spouse and obviously, ultimately grow more mutual respect and connection and joy between you. So a quick example of this is one of my clients uh, was really sad about something that happened in her work life. And she came home uh, and shared uh, briefly what had happened and was obviously displaying signs of feeling really sad on her face, right? And her husband did not meet her with a lot of empathy. I think he said something like, oh, well, okay, and walked away. And what happened was she was really – she got really mad of it, about it um, and also hurt. And as I've talked a bunch about, those two things tend to go hand in hand very often. And so instead of tending to her own feelings or even giving herself the empathy that she needed – because she was so sad about what happened. Like, that's a place she needs to be empathetic to herself. She got mad at her husband and started, well, she just brought it to me for coaching, right? But she was talking about how upset she was at him and why can't he just be more empathetic? Like, what's wrong with him? Like, right? Classic, right? She's not alone in this experience, by the way. You probably can relate. But once she saw, by doing a pivot from his side of the court, to her own side of the court, she was able to notice that she was no longer at home to give herself empathy by being in his business, right? And then she was able to offer herself the empathy she needed instead of going to her husband and saying some judgmental or critical thing to him. And then later when she was ready, ask her husband for what she wanted what she'd love to happen in a similar situation in the future and to show him the empathy she would love him to show her as a way of modeling and really forging a culture of empathy in their relationship right you can see that if she was she just got stuck in in his business she wouldn't be able to do any of that and she would stay hurting angry, disconnected, and probably creating more disrespect and uh, conflict, yeah? Also, interestingly, what I've noticed and is obvious from this example is that whenever I find that I'm over there on my husband's side of the court, it's a signal that something is going on here within me that's actually important for me to attend to. And like my client and myself, you're going to also find that that's almost always the case for you as well. When you're in someone's business, it's almost always a signal that something is going on here with you and that that's what you want to turn your attention to because that's something you can actually do something about. So to take that first question, that first step a bit further, after asking yourself whose business am I in, the next step is to ask yourself What is my business here? What is my business right now? And if you want to ask yourself a bonus question that can be really powerful, it's how can I best handle my own side of the court or my own business in this specific situation? You're going to find different answers, obviously, depending on the situation. And there are so many possible answers here. But like my client example about empathy... Generally, your business is going to be to take care of your own thinking, ways of interpreting things, your own taking care of your own feelings. Some of which, depending on what's going on for you, may mean, as we're doing in the stop taking it so personally of course and freedom from hurt week right now, is to remember how amazing you are. Remember that your partner is a human with pain and also a lizard brain, and. Guide yourself to your own internal zone of love and safety. So that's lots of invisible work that I'm just talking about, like internal work that you can do within yourself. Or it could be more outward action oriented work, like maybe asking for what you want, right? Maybe to share what it is that you're feeling or what happens for you when he does XYZ Or maybe to hold your tongue and let him drive home the way he wants to, instead of telling him which way he should drive home, like I've done. And maybe put your attention into enjoying the scenery. So when you ask yourself these questions, what is my business here and how can I best handle my business in this particular situation, you're going to come up with all sorts of answers. Answers that are going to have a really positive impact, most likely, on your relationship. And, of course, within yourself. Now, I do want to sort of make a side note for those of you who are doing the Stop Taking It So Personally course or will in the future. And those of you doing Freedom From Hurt Week right now, there are ways that we can stay on our side of the court and just kind of peer onto our partner's side of the court intentionally to create more freedom, to create more um understanding and connection and compassion and even respect. And in stop taking it so personally, we actually do that by doing what I call thinking about his thinking, thinking about your partner's thinking. But what we're 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 not going over there and trying to change His side of the court, we are staying in our court and guiding our own mind to places that help us allow our partner to be in charge of his side of the court while we stay powerfully on our side. Yeah. And there's a big difference there. So with no further ado, I just want to highly encourage you to ask yourself these three questions on a regular basis. Whose business am I in? And then, what is my business here? And then, how best can I handle my business in this particular situation? If you seriously apply these for the next several weeks and months, it's gonna be a real game changer in your marriage. Now, obviously, there's a lot of learning that can be done in how to tend to your own business really well in the most effective ways to. Have the most positive sway in your relationship and feel the best within yourself and your marriage. And of course, in my coaching programs like Treasured, or if you add some one-on-one coaching in with me, we go into depth on that. So you know how to do all of that so well. So absolutely feel free to join me in one of those ways. But for now, just get used to asking yourself these questions and doing the best you can with living your answers. And again, if you'd like to get access to that wonderful podcast map and help support this podcast in the same breath, absolutely make a contribution by heading over to lifeisworthloving.com slash support the podcast, all one word, or go to the direct link in the show notes. All right, my friends, enjoy your side of the court. the mutual respect and joy that will grow between both of your sides of the court from there and be oh so